1: He's the God of this universe, and he stoops to make you and I clean. That is absolutely amazing, and we'll consider it next on Truth For Today. Think about it. All the gods that we have created demand allegiance and obedience and demand that we acknowledge their authority in our lives. Yet here, in the Bible, the God of this universe, the one true God, stoops to make you and I clean, stoops to serve. We'll take a look at this in depth today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of truth for today.
2: Pastor Tim was talking to me at a great prayer meeting last week and he's praying and he said God was scrubbing them so deep that things 11 years ago or seven or eight just things back he said you know I'm going to talk to you about this have you ever had while you're trying to pray or sing in church something you did when you were 13 didn't even know God flashes through your mind? and said, what in the world is Susie Q doing there? I broke up with her a long time ago. I wasn't even there. Where did it come from? Or all of a sudden, you just, while you're reading Psalms, you said, You know, I really don't like them. Wait, wait, you're in Psalms 20, the Lord's my shepherd. And by the way, Lord, I don't like that person. Don't bless him today. In Jesus' name. Wait, wait, you are you walking in the, I'm praying, I'm serving God. I've been in the pulpit preaching. And some thoughts have run through there at times. You don't want to know. That's why I was laying for some of you. Nope. I mean, I could be preaching, I could be praying, I could be walking in the light. I keep needing this cleansing effect of the cross work of Christ scrubbing me. Cleansing my thought life, my motives, my behavior. It's ongoing. Whether I'm in an act of sinning, no, it's just being being in a room with no one, I can get to feeling dirty. And I would if it wasn't for this ongoing application of the work of the cross. He is cleansing me at all times. Then, thirdly, once in a while, I sin. Why are you laughing? It's once in a a while. Verse 9, third cleansing. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to... Cleanse us, part of this initial bath and ongoing cleansing of the Savior from all unrighteousness. Now, you know what I think is interesting today? When we confess, what? Let me give you some new names we've got. Let me see here. Today, what if I said this? I want to confess that I'm an alcoholic. Well, I don't know any place that's in the Bible. Just say, I'm a drunkard. You got to call it what God calls it, or he might get confused. Or, or, or Lord, I'm gay. Well, well, I am too, if you mean I'm happy in Jesus. Uh, you mean you're homosexual. You're lesbian, right? Well, tell it to him. Or, or here's one. Lord, I, I want to confess. Now watch how tricky we've done that. I'm having an affair. Hmm. An affair. What is that? Listen, I'm nine years old. I'm the son. Daddy, tell me what an affair is. At school, we don't use it the way you are using it. That the senator's involved in great affairs. And I'm afraid it could be both kinds. Don't, you, you don't use the culture's language to call your sin. You call it what God calls it. Like, you know, we kid with little kids. Uh, I told a fib. What's a fib? See, as soon as you can, start calling your little child a thoroughbred sinner. You are a sinner, and you sin. When I was in Bible college, Dr. Brock had five sons, and he would often do chapel. And uh, he said he would always go to his boys. He said all of his boys were liars, all five of them. And he said when he would, they'd get in trouble, he'd get them. And Dr. Brock was a very thin man. But he said he would get his sons, and he'd get them by the shirt, right in the scuff. And he would just, I can't imagine, because he's such a small man. And he'd get them, and he said, you're lying to me, aren't you? No, 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 Daddy. Tell me the truth. You're lying. Dad. Dad. Yes, I am. How did you know? Because your daddy's a liar. I know all about this. And it takes one to know one. Call sin what God does or you'll never get cleansed. You can't dance around about it. Don't redefine it. Call it what he calls it. And he makes you a promise. I'll be faithful or reliable. And I'll deal with it justly. And where did God justly deal with the sin you confessed? The cross. The full judgment of God fell on that sin as we do not re-crucify Christ. Once was enough for all time. Hebrews 10. And then I'm faithful and I'll do two things. I will cleanse you. And I'll cleanse you from the sin. And I'll forgive you. I'll send it away. Now some of you here. You've done some mighty bad things. Since you've become even a believer. I'm amazed at how much messing up you can do as a believer. But I know of a man. That he prayed this prayer. Listen to it. It goes like this. Now you've got to remember. Remember. This is one of the greatest men of all time. He's a man that um, hid his sin for nearly 10 months. Uh, He wanted a little bit of sex so bad he'd killed the woman's husband even though he already had seven wives. This is one of the greatest criminal dastardly low-down, rotten acts ever recorded in the Bible. It's low-down to steal my wife and you still got seven at home. Come on. You're not that viral. You just want more. You just can't be satisfied. That was prior to Mick. You're wrong. You're treacherous. You're wicked. In the Hittite, Uriah was a Gentile that had got into the king's army from overwhelming loyalty, overwhelming feats in battle. This was one of the greatest men on the pages of Scripture that won't even go home and sleep with his wife as long as the king's troops are in the field. What a man, what a man, what a man. But David, you brought on the throne at this time, laying around and lusting, and you won't stop at anything. Who's a loyal man in your army? Kill him. I want his woman. And then for ten months, he covers up, covers up. He doesn't say anything to anybody. And according to Psalms 32, 38, 51, he said, God's hand was heavy on me. I made my pillow swim with my tears. My bones ate. He's having psychosomatic effects. Uh, There wasn't any Benadryl and there wasn't any volume. God was not letting him sleep at night. You're wrong, David. And David, once God sends a prophet down to confront him, he said this, Worse me thoroughly from my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. Purify me with hyssop. And hyssop was a plant that you remember in Exodus 12, they applied the paschal lamb's blood on the doorpost. And it was used when a leper came to get a clean bill of health from the priest. He would take that hyssop plant, dip it in blood, sprinkle it on this leper, and give him a clean bill of health, have the disease healed. And David saying, oh, that I could get before the priest, and they could give me a clean bill of health, but I'm dirty to the core. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Where does a murderer, an adulterer, and a betrayer ever find a fountain deep enough to wash this out. What David did not realize, God would take four boys in this life and his greatest son would have to go to the cross to wash him. It would cost the life of the son of David, the Messiah. And he said, I can never get you clean without the cross. So what I'm doing in this upper room is what I'm going to do at the cross. I'm going to stoop And instead of pouring out water, I'm going to pour out my life's blood. And I'm going to be poured out and broken for you, because I'm the only agent that can cleanse the deep, deep Deep stain of sin. And only Jesus. If you're here and you know you're stained. If you've done things you don't want anybody to ever know. You know how filthy you've been in your mind. Your conversation. Your body. Let me tell you. Jesus alone is willing to come in contact with your dirt. And scrub it out. Scrub it out. That's what the cross is all about. (laughs) Scrub you clean. There is a fountain filled with blood. Drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all their guilty stain. I'm telling you, I, I uh, when I thought about this at home, I pulled out my old songbook of songs that only the elect know. So you don't know them, uh, and, and it was a song that goes this way: Come, you sinners, come, you sinners, and hopeless, Jesus' blood. Can make you free. For he saved. The worst among you. When he saved. A wretch like me. And it's simple the chorus. And I know. Yes I know. Jesus blood. I want to get it. Can make the vilest sinner clean. And I know. Yes, I know. Jesus' blood can make the vilest sinner clean. I thought you would like that so good, I got the second stanza. <laughs> In temptation, he is near thee. Holds the powers of hell at bay. Guides you to the path of safety. Gives you grace for every day. And I know, yes, I know, Jesus' blood can make the vilest sinner clean. And I know, and I know, Jesus' blood can make the vilest sinner clean. I I want to tell you, when I came to town 42 years ago, I brought in my satchel a little bottle of medicine and I prayed in the early days bring me the broken. Bring me the divorced. Conservative church doesn't know what to do with you if you've been divorced. Jesus does. Uh, Bring me the girl that's had 15 boys take her to bed but Still, it's never been loved. Bring me the boy that's strung out, never had a dad. Bring me the, bring me the the wastelands, and bring me all these backslidden Pentecostals I grew up with. They don't think they can live it. They've washed out. They're backslidden, like my brother David was. Bring them, bring them, because you see, in this container is a gospel medication and formula that says I haven't seen anything so deep, so bad, so ugly, so terrible that my gospel medicine can't make you whole. It can make you whole. That's the gospel. Good works won't do it. Legalism won't do it. Catholicism won't do it. And being a Protestant and dead in your tracks won't do it. But coming to Jesus Coming to Jesus as you are. Just as I am without one plea. But that your blood was shed for me. O oh, Lamb of God, I come. I come. I come. Come. Let us reason together. Isaiah one sixteen, He said, wash yourself from your sins. But they couldn't do it. So verse 18. He said, oh, I notice you're not getting too far on the worst job. Come to me. I can wash you crimson and scarlet. I've got something in this gospel that it can take the worst, the lowest. I wish I could remember exactly. You helped me, Malcolm, what Mel Trotter said when other people wanted to build like palaces. He said, I'll, I'll build a rescue mission next to the mouth of hell. I got a guy, Mel Trotter, a man that when his little girl died at less than two years of age was such a drunk that he asked everybody to leave the room while he viewed his girl's body. And while everybody left the room, Mel Trotter took off her little slippers and took it out, it, left the funeral home and bought a bottle of wine to get drunk again. But God tracked Mel Trotter down in Chicago and saved him, and he helped start the Pacific Garden Rescue Mission. And has been going 50, 60, 70 years telling sinners in the worst part of town, come you sinners, defiled, dirty. I want to tell you about a Messiah that got up off a throne, laid aside all the external manifestations of his deity, and he knelt down at Bethlehem. And then he went on over to Bethany. And then he wound up in an upper room. Then he went to a cross. And then he went to a tomb, and he said, I can make you clean. Can the lepers remove his spots? No, come to me, I'm the creator. You need a savior. Some of you are dirty through and through. Your mind, your body, your background, come to Jesus. He'll make you feel like you had a bath, and that God poured nothing but Chanel number five in it. you were going out there and say I've been smelling like a hog I'm now smelling like heaven I've been bathed I've been washed in the blood of the lamb I'm clean I'm clean oh thank God I'm clean I end with a final cleansing because see I'm back these other guys ruined it for me they quit on time so they hurt me not really he said in 2 Timothy 2, there's another cleansing you need. And he said to a young pastor, Timothy, if you'll cleanse yourself from cheap talk, cleanse yourself from being lazy to study, if you'll cleanse yourself from all Hymenaeus and Philetus, and if I get you cleansed from all of this garbage going and blowing through the church at Ephesus, he said, If you will cleanse yourself, watch out. Because verse 19 said, The foundation of God stands sure. It has this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Let all who name the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. For in a great house there's many vessels, vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. But you, O man of God, if you will cleanse yourself from the things I've told you, you will become a vessel fit for the master to use. Some of you, God wants to use you, even as believers, but you won't let him wash your feet and you know you're dirty. You got a pornography habit going. You got bad language. You got secret sins. And and you can never get going because you won't let him cleanse you. You see, there's no using you until he cleanses you, because God doesn't do His best work through dirty people. He does it through dirty people that come to Him and say, "Would you wash me? Cleanse me?" You see, when God first called me to preach, I I grew up in neighborhoods where everybody cuss. I knew you, I knew how to say "Joe Mama," and I knew how to say she wore combat boots. And I cut low with you all day and cuss you because I grew up down on cutting. And we like to cuss and we like to scrap. And when God started calling me to preach, he used Isaiah 6 at a youth camp. And I rested with him for three months. And this was my biggest problem. I said, oh, Lord, I know how to cuss. I know how to cut low. And I know how to talk about your mama." But I don't know how to get these lips clean. How could you ever get the gospel to come over these lips? And I, on my knees, he said, I said, woe is unto me. Then I saw the seraphim fly. And they took coals from off the altar. What happens at the altar? It's called atonement. Covering for sin. And God said, I will take my spirit. And I'm going to take your lips, and I'm going to apply the work of the cross. And Joe Mama's going to drop. And you dirty so-and-so's going to drop. And I'm going to replace it with gospel. I'm going to replace it with a new vocabulary. Because i got to first cleanse your lips, son. And once I clean you up in your mouth and in your heart and in your moral outlook, then I'm going to use you. Are you willing? But Lord, I'm going to lose all my friends. Lord, I'm going to be lonely at Richmond High and Helms. Do you want to walk with me or run with the crowd? In some way, he gave me enough grace and gumps and to say, give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Some of you, God would use you, but you've got to get sick of the hog pen and you've got to get sick of the dirty lips. You've got to get sick of the pornography and looking at women, cussing, messing around, dabbling in sin. If you would let him scrub you, he wants to use you. But he's not going to let you smell like a hog. He wants you to smell like the lamb.
1: That you might grow in Christ and find encouragement in the day-to-day lives that we lead as believers in Christ. It is a challenge to live in a dead and dying world, is it not, especially knowing heaven awaits us? So it is a delight to be able to come to you on a daily basis and provide you with this encouragement from God's Word as we teach and train and and preach the gospel of Christ for the glory of God and your good. This is Truth For Today, Pastor Phil Howard, taking us to God's Word that we might be mutually edified in grace. If you have questions or comments about the broadcast, maybe you would like to hear the program again. We have a couple of ways that you can reach us. The easiest, of course, is our phone number, 855-833-9864. If you would rather visit our website and work through the website, you can do so, truthfortodayradio.org. A lot of resource materials available there besides our podcasts. You'll also take advantage of the many other resources, books, and materials. It's all at truthfortodayradio.org. You can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is our zip code. And as we conclude our time today, we would invite you to link arms with us financially and prayerfully. These programs come to you on a daily basis, and even our extended resource materials found at our website are available as you link arms with us, partnering with us financially and prayerfully. Whether it's a one time gift or a monthly gift, no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Please consider how you might come alongside and partner with us as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ to the greater Bay Area. We'd love to hear from you. Here's that phone number once again, 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. And our website, you can securely give a donation there as well, truthfortodayradio.org. And then we would also invite you to join us for worship. If you're not involved in a fellowship near you, consider this an official invitation to join us here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. For directions and information, you can visit our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, call 855 And then would you please mention that you were invited by the radio broadcast to one of our ushers? It would mean a great deal to us. Whether you visit us in person or simply stop by our website or listen to us here on the radio, we hope to see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.